0: On these hoes ain't got no chip. You know we gonna keep it real on these hoes. These hoes. <laughs> on these
1: hoes. <laughs>
0: I got an update for y'all this week. Bye. So we'll just get into it. Ready? Yeah, stars, <laughs> Ready? Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Can
1: I Help? Can I help you? Help you? Uh-huh guys <laughs> yes.
0: welcome back, everybody. So we're gonna do our check-ins because I have something to say. <laughs> so right, I needed something fixed. I needed a new exhaust fan because in the bathroom because it wasn't soaking up well, not so- soaking up, but it wasn't taking in a lot of the humidity from the showers, and so my walls were getting like wet and like drippy ooh, yeah and i'm like oh i don't want to get mold so i called somebody to um get it fixed and then they had to order a part so um the guy came this um today and installed the part and so as we're leaving my unit and we're walking in the hallway there's these two white women that walk down the hallway too they just look at us Like me and the person that helped install my exhaust fan, they just look at us like, what are you doing here? And it was in like a nasty way. And then he turned and looked at me and was like, you saw that? I'm like, hell yeah I did. (laughs) And he's like, I can't stand when white people do that. And I'm like, honestly my money is green just like theirs. I don't give a fuck. I do live here. And I can't wait to see them again.
2: In your building, like a tenant in your building. Yeah. I'd walk up right up to those. Like, hey, I saw you looking at me the last time. My, my name is, I'm your neighbor. So if you see me around, just know you have a friendly face. And then I, yeah, and okay. if she says something, and if she says something, punch her in the throat.
0: Oh, well, I had played something in my head where I just jammed her and her friend in the wall and I broke their neck. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, do that. That that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was so cute too. The person helping me install the exhaust fan. He was twenty three years old, born, born in Mexico, uh, but raised in North Carolina since he was three. Um, he's been at the job for. Uh, you want to put his name in his one country. year. One year. Well, we talked a lot. Well, you know, I just got to be nice. Yeah. Don't you want to talk to people? Yeah.
2: Well, when they when they know where you live, yeah, you definitely want to be friendly. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> then they're going to come back. <laughs> and end up on the, a, on a, what's it called? The back of a milk carton. Yeah. You know the workers that need to be checked up is the people that do lo- like the locksmiths
2: of the world
1: hmm yeah
2: they know how to get into every apartment you're gonna tell me that doesn't play into anybody's um nightmares
0: or
3: or computer geeks
0: mm. oh yeah they can hack your shit yeah
3: because really? if i knew how to hack stuff i would hack me
0: yeah you'll be able to get in every freaking thing oh
3: girl 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 oh you'll be able God. to look
0: at people through the little camera on their um the computers
3: period
0: i think the profession that is dangerous or maybe like more scary i guess it could be a mixture of both but it's anyone within the experimental sciences because i've been watching um so i watched resident evil on netflix like the new series and then i also watched Spiderhead on Netflix what and so it has Chris Hemsworth in it and so pretty much he is a super rich um like science he's not really much of a scientist it's the people that work for him but he is in charge of this company they do pharmaceuticals and they're trying to create a drug that can pretty much like control people's emotions. Oh, um, I want and it. it works. But of course, there's always gonna be, you know, faulty wiring and everything like that, some hiccups. So I feel like stuff like that is kind of scary and mind boggling and dangerous. Cause, like, um, imagine. Well, one, is happening today, like (laughs) you're given drugs and then you can feel better, it can do X, Y, and Z, but to the extent where it's like you're almost like Frankensteining things, or Frankensteining people, they just don't care for humanity. They say they care for humanity, and this is why they're doing what they do, but in all reality, it's all a money game, because that's what they're doing it.
3: At the end of it, they'll be like, "Oh, we're trying to like end depression, anxiety, da da da," and then they talk about the profit, which is like seventeen trillion dollars. You know, where it's like, mm-hmm. ah,
2: you know, things are adding up. Things are adding up. Like the same thing as Auschwitz. Like the doctors in Auschwitz are performing a bunch of like experiments I on mean, the. Yeah, kind Jewish of people. Mm-hmm. But on a lighter note, there's also another movie called Old, which is the same. I won't spoil it because it's a. It's a good movie. I think y- y- y'all should watch it. Old on HBO.
0: It's I watched like the
2: same premise.
0: I watched it within twenty minutes, bec- or actually ten minutes, because someone was giving a rundown of the movie. <laughs> I didn't feel like watching it. <laughs> but yes, go ahead.
2: Um, same thing. Like, uh, the premise is like they're doing an experiment. Again, I can't ruin oh, it for like, you. Yes. You have to watch yes. it. Yes.
3: So basically, that movie was about... I gave head during the movie theater, and so I remember it now. <laughs> so hey, that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that movie... That movie, and I was like, oh, I need to listen to it while I'm doing this, too. That movie was basically... So they were experimenting. The island itself has...
2: I said I
0: wasn't going to spoil it, and you're out here like, nah, I'll spoil it. But <laughs> well, you got to give a synopsis. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like,
2: the situation that's happening is the... is the well, whole... is the whole surprise, basically. Well, it's
0: in the title. Oh. You turn. Oh. Alright, well... <laughs> <laughs>
3: i was That's like By <laughs>
0: you know what the movie,
3: the movie has been out for like what three years and and it was a shitty movie so I felt, I, like, a, I felt like
2: all right myself. all right so the movie Elves is about these people that get a great deal on this exotic vacation they all go to this resort um Certain people are invited to the secret island and there's a car that takes them to the secret island. And so these people that don't know each other end up on the same island. They quickly figure out that something's going on. Cause the first thing they see is this couple that was on the island before them. And one of them is dead. So they immediately think the other person killed that person that they're on the beach with. They start to slowly realize that they're deteriorating faster than they possibly would. Like every minute they're older and older and older, like shit is happening. And they also start to realize that some of the medical problems they're going through are rapidly increasing. Like one of them has dementia or is losing their mind. The other one has a calcium defect. One of them gets seizures, all that stuff. The a whole movie ends with these scientists inviting these certain people to this island that speeds up life like every 30 minutes is like a year um, it speeds up life because they've already fed them at the resort the experimental drug that they want to see how like how it helps them throughout the years but they don't want to wait and do a lifespan test and so some of the people the antidote works for a certain amount of time so in 2 hours they don't have any seizures and then all of a sudden the equivalent of 30 years, they have a seizure and they die from it, but they, they think of it as a success because for they live that, most of their life, exactly. They live most mm-hmm. of their life. Some of them don't work like the one that has a calcium defect just progressively gets worse and worse and worse. Her bones become brittle. She breaks. It was like the best thing. She like breaks a bone <laughs> and it heals immediately. Right. Cause every 30 minutes is a year. And so she like becomes like this decrepit ball of like broken human being. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, it's not a good movie. I will decide that. But the premise of it was pretty good.
3: The most that I will decide that. <laughs> I have decided the movie inspires and shit the rest of the world. Fuck yeah. y'all.
2: There's not, no well-known actors on it or actresses, which is your clue number one that it's not a great movie, but
0: What's his name from Jumanji? The one with the big mole. Mm,
2: who's that? Oh yeah, the the one. I from don't know his name. Lion. He did lion.
3: I mean, but you couldn't guy. you couldn't tell.
2: Yeah, I you watched, cannot tell. He was there, movie, He was there for like there thirty minutes.
3: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that. Like
2: it <laughs> they
0: painted him as the main character.
2: Well, he, well, there was many people that played him because he was on the island when he was eight years old, and he was a teen, and then when he was a young adult, that's when he's no. the guy that we know, and then he becomes older, and a bunch of shit. Mm. The one where they had the bait, where she has the baby, and it dies of neglect because somebody put it on a towel for two point five seconds. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Wow, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's just so funny because I can. The reason why I'm laughing is because I'm picturing it in my head. I'm a visual person, y'all, and so I can like picture someone being like, "Oh, let me lay the baby down so I can like grab something," and they turn around and so I was like,
2: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> "Lord, she laughed. I didn't laugh." She laughed.
0: <laughs> I'm not laughing because babies are dying. It's just like what, like, <laughs> like, who th- like who thinks of that? Like, so wild to me. <laughs> that's so bad. Wait, but what's your profession that you think um, is kind of like dangerous or scary? Scary. Oh, I mean, scary. and we're
3: not, and we're not many tools. Like, we had to go get Rodolfo's um, dad's door open. He literally had something that looked like a hammer and like a chisel and <laughs> it. he went click click and the door magically opened. Magically open.
2: That didn't make sense to me. I was nervous. Mm-hmm. This brings me to my next update. My dog <laughs> attacked a skunk. He won, but in the same way and yeah. fashion, we all lost too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, that smell. That's- well, and it's
2: him good like very good and so cut to me at 3 a.m like washing him for the third time the shit is still not off i'm tired i'm like bro i don't you can't even i'm about to make you sleep outside but
0: and then you can't touch the dog because if you touch him then yeah. it's gonna rub off on you that you're gonna smell like shit it, it's a conundrum because
2: as you're bathing him you know they do that wiggle thing this house is never going to smell the same ever again.
0: There must be a better way to get that out though. So if you are listening to this, well by the time it comes out, maybe he won't stink, but if he still does, anyone listening, can you please go to our Instagram page and just send us a message, please.
2: I'm going to ask right now.
0: How do we get the smell out of this pets? And this or, baby, and don't and don't um don't say don't, tomato don't, juice.
2: Don't say tomato juice. Don't say de skunking shampoo for dogs because even though it does not work, it smells delicious. And now I'm using it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't work.
0: Noel, what about your check-in?
3: Um, I wish there was a button. So I keep on thinking about. There's several things I keep on thinking about this week. One, I wish there was a button that you could press that will give you all the rest that you need. So, and I don't know how, I don't know how the logistics of this works or whether you go inside the box and then you sleep for 24 hours or I don't know, but I just feel like, I feel like I'm sleeping and I'm not resting. You know, like I wake up and I'm still tired and that's a problem. Y'all know me. If I go to bed at like three in the morning, I'm not waking up until probably three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon, maybe I'm mm-hmm. very proud, but even after twelve hours of sleep, it just doesn't feel like it's enough. Nothing feels like it's enough when we're sleeping on
0: vacation, too too much
3: or not enough. Who knows <laughs> because even when we were on vacation, none of us felt rested. none of us were like, "Yes, I'm good. I can go back to my normal nine to five life like that wasn't a thing like. Number two is, I've been I follow. I love luxury unboxings. I just love seeing people unbox really expensive things. <clears throat> so you know, I follow a lot of people who do that type of stuff. Um, specifically people who are more on like the fashion industry, who are like, oh, they're dressing up and you know whatever. They're influencers. I also like following. AD, etc. AD Mexico, Architectural Digest Mexico, Architectural Digest America, Architectural Digest blah blah. blah. I'm tired of being poor. I am tired of being poor. I probably see this on every podcast. Why are we not billionaires?
2: Why are we not billionaires? We got to play the lottery, girl. We got to play the
3: lottery. It's close. It's close to high money. I'm like, it just doesn't. High, it's close to high
0: money. That's, the jackpot's at a billion dollars. No, it's no. The mega yeah, millions. Is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it the is. mega billions, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> i'm playing on
1: friday i'm
2: playing
3: i'm playing i mean please do because i was like it's just it just doesn't feel right it don't feel right no more it don't feel right to be poor anymore and i don't know what it is maybe it's never felt right but it just doesn't feel right right now
0: it doesn't feel right as an adult
3: (laughs) no it doesn't it feels like we should automatically be rich i'm confused
0: well i will play the mega billions for you
3: thank
2: you
0: I'll get you one ticket. I'm only doing two. <laughs>
2: I'm going to do 10 because, you know, the bigger the odds, the bigger the dick or something like that. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
3: <something that's-> <laughs> <laughs> not the bigger the odds, the bigger the dick. Hmm. Yeah. So, what's thumb for here?
0: <laughs> so, the topic of the day is the X Factor. And we ain't talking about that TV show. Oh. We're talking about our exes. Oh, yes. dun dun
2: dun. Breaking
0: up is hard to do, but sometimes you just gotta walk away. Mm. But we're not just talking about relationships in terms of loved ones, we're talking about friends. We're also talking about family, because sometimes we need a break from them too. And then we also have work, <laughs> yep. jabs, exes. So, the first question is him or which, which one do we want to talk about first? No, go Work, ahead. Do it, do it. Partners, friends, or family?
3: Let's peel the band-aid off. Let's do partners first and then go friends and family.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, it's something y'all may not know. <laughs> this is my first relationship. <laughs> so I'm going to sit out for this one. But... For you Jamel and Noel so y'all been in relationships so as a whole how was your relationship with we'll just stick with one partner or you could kind of clump them together if you want like in total like how were they good bad
2: (laughs) you know I just
3: (laughs) blankly (laughs) (laughs) I mean I mean okay so all of my exes so far have been very lackluster. I think like the first month of being with them was fantastic, was phenomenal. And I think before this, the relationship that I'm in now, I think I had a very tight hold to not wanting to be alone. So even when the red flags came after the first month, because the first month is sort of you <clears throat> figuring out how people are, you know, it's it's like the honeymoon phase. It's very much the like, you know, they're presenting the person who they want to present, not the person who they are. So I always fall for that. I always fall for the first month and I fall for the person who they present to you. And then the second month, there's 150 million red flags. And I'm like, fuck, what did I do? What did I sign up for? But then I don't leave until I'm done, until I'm like, until I'm heartbroken. <laughs> So I would say lackluster. I would say all of my exes have been very, very lackluster and very selfish. Like, it was very much centering like the relationship, where it was like, it was two people in the relationship and I'm still centering them every single time. And even even when there were moments to center myself, like on a birthday, we still had to center them too. And so, yeah lackluster lackluster
0: were there any good moments wow well that answers the question
3: (laughs) I mean I've had had good sex. that's about it Mm -hmm.
0: what about you Jamel
2: to sum them all up uh You know what's weird about having exes that you're, like, now thinking back at, like, oh, you weren't fucking shit. Like, never, never, never. It's because the honeymoon stage is real. And I think that for me and Noelle, we're synonymous in thinking the honeymoon stage goes, like, further for us Mm -hmm. than it does anybody else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, we don't see the red flags until it's way too late. So I would say my exes are um you know how like when you're underemployed underpaid
1: mm-hmm. you're not raising
2: your potential <laughs> you're not coming up to what you deserve that's what i would say my exes were like i was giving these b motherfuckers a list situationships basically mm. so yep. lackluster i would say
0: too like that's um the biggest red flag so if you were to either choose one relationship or sum all them up what would be the biggest red flag that you ignored oh that's
3: hard because i feel like i have a tie
0: i'm gonna say
3: the both i think one of them is lack of intimacy like if we are not being sexual enough or just physically intimate i think that's a red flag for i think that's a major red flag <laughs> especially if you both are very sexual people so if it starts dwindling or if it's not happening enough then i'm like mm, something is a little bit off you know something is like clearly it's not just the air it's like if you're in a yakking me down who are you yakking down I need to know there's something off Mm
1: -hmm.
3: and I think the other big red flag is I think of lack of consideration for you like again a partnership is two people and if the other individual can't fathom giving up something for your comfort or to center you in this space or, you know, to make you as equally as important as anybody else, or even more because they're your partner, they should be doing that. Then that's another red flag that I've ignored, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. <Is> now? <laughs> for,
2: for me, the running theme is actually the opposite. It's the lack of space. When uh-huh. you have a partner that is, I mean, so invested, and becoming part of you like to the point that they want to not only share a bed a house with you they want to share like your passwords they want to know they want to go to every place you're going to Mm. they want to they want to see your emails your phone calls your text, everything 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 under the sun that's a one of the red flags that unsuspectedly people would be like oh that's I think that's cute. It's like, no, they're taking possession of you, girl. They're taking possession of you for no God-given reason. For mm. usually when people are that possessive, it's because they're doing some fucked up shit behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And on the other hand, I would also say it's... um, Like I had with this one ex where Chase Me, Chase Me for years, 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 years. And I was in a long term relationship and then I finally gave in gave the opportunity the timing was right I was single I was ready to mingle you know which means fuck if you don't know what that means but <laughs> 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 away, they were giving away. me they were giving me the opportunity to travel to a place I've never traveled to so I was like I like it is what it is and it was all sunshine and rainbows and then it was like Certain things were important to him. Like he worked on cars and all that stuff. And so I'd, I'd hear from him like once a week. And n- not that I'm dumb, but because they were in the military, I was like, oh, maybe it's like a thing. They don't really come to mind now. They have a lot of free time in the military, especially mm. when you're stationed in the U- US of A. But I was like, oh, I'm not trying to bother. Like if you feel like a bother to someone, that's mm. a big red flag that's a yeah. huge red flag
0: well especially if they're also saying it to like like get off my back or you know yeah. why don't you do this this and this more why don't you go out more <laughs> and, yeah. and other shit like that yeah y'all have any regrets regrets <laughs>
3: oh my god so many so many an
2: abundance of
3: that <laughs> i mean that's 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 the problem with exes is that like like Demel said, like, there's this fantasy that I'm like, oh, I found the one, you know? <laughs> like every single ex that I've been with, I've genuinely liked them at one point, you know? Like I genuinely believe that like, oh, if we just put enough energy and labor, love into it, we're gonna work it through. Like I but genuinely believe that. And then, and that's the problem is that like, you know, and for me, I have three, I have two mirrors. Richard De the Trenir, and obviously a whole bunch of other friends too, but I, you know, like my mirrors, I'm like, they always know when the person isn't the greatest person, and I don't see that all the time, because I'm fantasizing in my head the future I'm going to have with this person, the fantasy, I'm like, I'm not here, I'm not always here, I'm not always in the and today is what Thursday I'm not always in Thursday and sometimes I'm in Thursday of 2028 20, you know 2025 20, 2015. 20, <laughs> the future. <laughs> like I'm just always in the future and sometimes I forget to think about like oh what is happening now and how are we developing now and how does it look like now. And that's a problem, because then you forget to analyze the reality of the possibility of the moving forward. Like, if I don't think about what today looks like, I can't actually have tomorrow, you know, like, and so this is the first relationship where I'm analyzing what is happening today. And then I can think about the future stuff later, right? And so I regret, I regret all of the people that I've been with. I regret... I regret the time, not the, not being with them, because I think that they all, I learned something from all of them, but I regret the, the amount of time that I've given a lot of them. I'm like, should I have been with that person for a year? Probably not. Should I have been off and on with this person for five years? Probably not. You know, like, <laughs> was it was a necessity? No. Was the dick good at the time? Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Do you know, and like, <laughs> Yeah, you know at the time that type of you know that was important that was that is still important but that was important so like no yeah I regret all of them, I, all of them.
2: <laughs> I don't regret all of them I there are certain people that come in your life for certain things and you move on from them I also regret the timing but I mostly regret something happened I have the best instinctual like receptors ever if I don't like you day one I'm just not gonna like you I'm sorry I'm out but when it comes to being in a relationship especially when I was younger my god and growing up as a kid that you never got the like the compliments you should have or the attention you should have the first person that's like, you're beautiful. You're like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> you, you think like- so? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I remember like the first, I, it was I, what, the longest relationship I ever had was in high school. This kid was the new kid on the block, like very quiet, very beautiful. Okay. Tall, like I like, um, you know,
3: manly like you
2: like them yeah you manly like i like them and (laughs) wasn't even on my radar and then showed interest and i was like instantly smitten by it and as and as soon as you're smitten by someone your instinctual like receptors go out the window that's what i because there are many a times in all the relationships that have failed where i'm like remember that two months in where something in your head said this isn't it and you didn't listen to it because you're like, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not real. This isn't, it's gonna work out. That's what I regret now listening to my gut, because I listen to my gut every single time, except when it comes for relationships. I yes, don't
1: understand.
2: Now I'm getting better at it. Now I'm better at it, thankfully, because I'm a grown-ass adult and I, you know, have responsibilities and shit like that and I can't be fucking around with motherfuckers that are gonna destroy my apartment and and put me in debt but Mm -hmm. that's what i regret is the the gut feeling that tells you break up with them goes fully out the window when you're people like us
0: Mm -hmm. so i'm guessing y'all don't keep in contact with your exes but we'll end up on this note do y'all ever go on their social media (laughs)
2: Well, I'll start. I'll start off by saying, actually, there are some exes I still keep in. Well, not really anymore, but their their family members do. Like, mm. I have uh, maybe. Let me see.
1: Yeah,
2: I have family members or friends of all my exes still that are social media friends with me. So it's very difficult not to be like, oh, what's your brother or your cousin or your friend up to like it's very difficult to do that and it's never in a malicious way because I'm always like just curious like what what are you doing because right now I'm a very happy relationship there's no need for me to like "Mm, like what are you doing like are you really that happy like I hope not (laughs) except for when I'm drunk I'm like I hope you lonely motherfucker there's one I was I keep looking I'm like I hope you're a lonely motherfucker miserable piece of shit Mm -hmm. um but yes, I do. I'm guilty of it. As a side note, I have, I have a catfish account. So you better watch out. If Just because you blog me don't mean you block me, sis. Right.
3: <laughs> I
1: mean, Can't
2: yeah, I'm the
3: one, I do the thing where I block them. The second I break up with somebody, I block them like that. Like right away. Like I'm just, I'm not wasting any time. But mostly because I don't want the opposite. You know, like I don't want them to block me and then me to not have access to them anymore. So what I'll do is that I'll go into my blog when I feel bored or when I feel I need entertainment or to see how better my life is going. You know, I go into my block list, I'll go to their page, page, I'll unblock them, look around, see what's happening and then block them yeah. right back up again. And, you know, I have one ex who was just a very nasty person, and karma is catching up with them really badly, and there are moments where like i because again i love I love them at one point, you know, and so there are moments where I feel the need to like help. why is that? I don't know that is I have a bad thing with that, I have a bad thing with that um and so there are moments where i'm like oh i'll donate the 50 dollars i'll donate some blah 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 um or should i reach out and like you know check in and make sure that they're okay No. and obviously I've, i haven't done it at all <laughs> <laughs> like every time i'm tempted i'm like did i remember all the bad things that happened i'm like oh no, nope, no, nope, that's a no um but they're like yeah karma is catching up like in a way that like even I wouldn't wish that upon them, but it's happening. And I'm just like, this is what happens when you're a bad person.
0: Thanks. Mm-hmm. So y'all be snooping. <laughs>
2: you don't snoop. You never snooped. Because I, I know this is your first relationship, but like you've had crushes before. Don't lie.
0: I have crushes. So there's people that I've talked to on um. The, the the dating apps right mm-hmm. or I, like I met at a club and we still follow each other on social media and they be liking myself I be liking their stuff <laughs> but it's, it's very cordial I think one of them still wants to get with me oh, wow. oh the tea is finally spilled but what turned me off was because i didn't know how old they were when i was talking to them at the club
3: how old are they
0: they just graduated from fucking northeastern oh shit
3: (laughs) so they're what 21 22
0: 22 yeah
3: oh gross
0: Yeah. yeah
2: later on in life I'm advocating. I'm advocating for <laughs> relationships that <now. laughs> I don't know, but see and all seriousness, it's not creepy. I don't understand the age gap difference because all my exes have always been like older than me. I've only had one ex that's like aged appropriately.
0: So
3: my uncomfortableness with age gap is only when it comes to younger, younger. So 18, 19, 20, and 21. I'm like, when there's a significant yeah. age gap between those ones, I'm like, mmm, something is just reading, I want child, I want child, and that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But when it comes to the point of like, oh, I'm 23 and dating a 40-year-old, I see no problem. <laughs> I don't <get> see <laughs> anything wrong. I don't know what it is, but it it is, it is that those four years of um, 18, 19, 20, 21 specifically because a they can't drink legally and then b most of the time these people are still like in school and so when it comes to like older older i'm like there's just something a little bit off and you know for, and that's coming from a person who's like i like the 50 year old at one point you know the i like me the oldies so i get it
2: yeah i was i was i, I would say most of my exes were older but never like um never like double digits older mm. and then my mm. friends started dating double digits older and at first I was like oh blah, blah, blah. like I had something to say about it and then I had to fully yeah. apologize to my friends that dated older older when I met my current partner I was like I get it no I get it it mm-hmm. makes perfect sense I get it I
0: mean because like for certain folks like there's a maturity to like a different maturity level because like i'm pretty much a goofy person but i don't think i can like when it's go time and things are like serious i need you to be serious too i feel like some remember some you hear that some not all some don't have a mature mindset No, I could say all
2: don't have a mature mindset.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have to think like at our
2: age, we are at least a good percentage more mature than most of the people our age range. Mm -hmm. And then also the financials play into it. I really don't want to make money a thing in relationships, but it's such a thing. You can't take me to a movie theater because why they didn't give you enough shifts at TGI Fridays. Are you out of your mind?
1: Yeah. We're going to the movies. <laughs> Are you
0: out of your minds? You can't buy me anything yeah. because
2: what? Your mom didn't give me your allowance?
1: Yeah.
2: I'm That's just... the
0: thing I won't want to deal with either. And even honestly, with someone who is grown, and I'm a cheapie, but if I want to go out, which y'all know, I will go out and just, of course, like yes, before, I'll be like, oh, like money. Ooh. But then I'm like, fuck it, whatever.
2: Money yes. will come back. That's traveling. When we travel, I act rich, bitch. But Absolutely. when we get back to the States, we'll be like, I should I should have budgeted. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes. It's like, oh, I probably should have had fucking French fries every night, you know, like right. oh,
2: maybe we shouldn't have like did that exclusive Airbnb, but I get it. I get it.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I yes, I think I have one friend who is in his mid to late thirties. And he fucks her and he sleeps with this one18 year old and I don't know what it is, but I just think that that dynamic that makes me uncomfortable like because there is a maturity thing and there is a like you know we all love the daddy fantasy we all love it it's a, it's a fantasy for sure and there is this sort of sexy thing of, of being a young you know a young tight and fresh you know younger person trying to fuck an older guy. For sure, that's like hot. But it's just, it's the opposite that bothers me. I'm like, I'm not even bothered by the younger person doing it. I'm bothered by the older person doing it. Like I'm bothered by a friend. You are 30 something years old. Why are you sleeping with this 18 year old? There's something, there's something off for me about you friend. And you are my friend. And it feels off. It just feels off because I'm like this person a couple months ago was 17 and I'm like
2: well there's an advantage there that doesn't seem right you know what I mean nah, there's, nah, there's like, an intellectual, intellectual advantage yeah there's an intellectual advantage and a maturity advantage that doesn't feel right because mm-hmm. um, I will say someone in their teens whether they're 18 like or whatever it is they're they have for most 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds I've met, they don't know who they are and they're very easily persuaded. I was when I was 17, 18, very easily persuaded to do anything. So there's an advantage there it's isn't it don't seem right at all. Yeah,
3: the teen, the teen is the part that throws me off. I'm just like teen, teen, teen.
0: But, honestly, but even early 20s, like 2021, that's also another one that's kind of like off-putting for me a bit.
3: I mean, I told you for me, it's uncomfortable, so I am yeah. but but we, you know most of us, whoa, besides yourer <laughs> 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 most of us have slept with a lot of older we've slept with older people who are older than us by five or ten years, you know, and it's whatever, like it, it really is whatever I just i just it's power, everything's about power These okay,
0: so. Do you want to go into friends or family and still the same questions?
3: Let's go into friends because we all mutually have to leave the same friends. We'll probably
0: have (laughs) the same people. (laughs) Yep. So, in general, for your ex-friends, how has the relationship been as a whole? I'm going to throw it back at you. I'm
2: going to throw it back at you. It's your turn. Right, because I I didn't talk. Okay,
0: so um when thinking about my ex friends uh i think like overall i did have a good time with these individuals like i don't want to say that necessarily we didn't have the best time like i always found something fun with them there was always laughing always joke but ultimately i think there were just differences um within like lifestyle or even time. So we're just maturing in different ways or we're going in different avenues of our life. And so it's no longer linear. It's perpendicular, not perpendicular, um, parallel. So everyone's just like going in their own direction. <sighs> um, I've had some folks say they didn't really like me cause they felt as though I changed.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> 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 and you know some of them were right I did change but I don't necessarily think it was for the worst I think it was just for me and you know some of these friends were in college so we're all trying to figure each other out we're all or trying to figure um, ourselves out rather and so you know we're going to be a little different and try and figure out where we want to head. Um, But I did truly have good relationships with all the ex-friends that I had. I just think the main factor was there was a lot of change. So whether it was me going in a different direction or even like giving time to other folks and then feeling left out or them um, them changing and, you know, for better or for worse, um, you know, when, however they want to determine that. Uh, I think that's how really like my friendships have been. And we're not gonna say their names. <laughs> well, it's no
2: T no shade. Most of the people that were close to know this story. So it's I mean that it's a mutual friend. I think that I think that one that particular person you're talking about was the strangest situation I've ever been involved with. Especially we all went through the same situation.
0: <laughs> like, except you two had it harder because I think had it harder, yeah. for me, that particular person. I don't know. Like they still hung around with me, but I think they were also using me at the same time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So then I, mean, I you, say that you, you were looking so we at personalized letters.
2: Yeah. And I think, but I think that in that way, you had it harder because mm-hmm. we knew straight from get what we were getting. You didn't know that you were slowly being zippered off the the friendship line and being used at the same time which i think is disgusting but
0: i don't know but that's another one so my ex-friends the feeling for me feeling used i couldn't pick it out from time to time but just feeling as though i'm being used or like a last pick for me it's like when it comes to
2: friends it's it's a different scenario than like, let's say friends or exes, or I mean like families or exes or anything like that, because I mean, friends are the people you choose to be family members. It's not somebody you're romantically involved with. You can cut off any day. It's not a family member you are forced to have this relationship, but it's a person you choose out of the world and you choose each other, right? When you're very good friends mm-hmm. and we've, in many situations, like when you're in grade school, your choices are influenced by the fact that you're seeing this person 180 days out of the year. So it's Mm -hmm. coincidental. You're going to grow out of antics, jokes, um, Mm -hmm. mindset, train of thought, likes, needs, wants. You're going to grow out of those things. And it's supernatural to be Oh, how many friends did you make in middle school and then over the summer you lost touch with them and you you were two different people when you came back to school. Yeah. The this particular friend is somebody we met and we lived with. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's not just 180 days of the it's 365 for 3 to 4 years and then all of a sudden the switcheroo comes around out of nowhere. So it's a little bit more difficult with friends like I don't I wouldn't say I regret any of my friendships I just don't understand
0: for that this. one I I still don't understand I don't understand at all I don't we can say I the story don't understand we can
2: say the story very vaguely if no one wants to. <laughs>
3: I mean okay so that's the thing is that Absolutely. For that specific scenario, there was this one bitch and she, <laughs> um, you know, she was, she, it was, it was this individual who had this God almighty complex who really thought that because we were younger, we weren't like sophisticated enough for her or like we didn't take things or things, serious enough for her and I think but I mind think you
0: he, the age difference was only like two years
3: oh absolutely absolutely and it was like right? she yeah yeah and she leaned on us for different reasons like you know she was really good friends with Damel because Demel was like her party friend and Demel went to the clubs with her and did x y and z and Trenir was a part of that too but I think Trenir was more of like an emotional friend and more of like oh, like, you know, can I lay my head on your shoulder type of person? And I think for me and her, I don't know what our friendship was. (laughs) I think it was friendship by association. Um, um, Because we, again, we used to like run a club together and in college, and we were friends with a series of people. And I think that's the reality too, is that like, there's also other people in that same group that we never had the same sort of like harsh falling out with. But we did fall out with them because they also did not like us anymore either. And I think that is the real tea because I think that, I think the hard thing in, there's like two things that like bounce in my head. One of them is like, they they, they a lot of people realize that certain friendships are becoming closer than others. So certain things were acceptable and no longer acceptable. So it's like, Like, we had this one friend who was an absolute moocher. (laughs) The bitch was a moocher. She just was a moocher. And we're all equally as poor, and we're all equally, like, you know, struggling and dealing with the same shit. And so, the second that you wanted something from her or something, you know, something out of her, whether it was physical, financial, or whatever, like, there just wasn't the same reciprocation but if girl if your meal points were meal pointing and she was hungry she would ask you for some of your meal points
0: there it was it was the food
3: period and then there was another one who like she just couldn't be satisfied with our friendship like as Mm -hmm. much as we showed up as much as we did whatever it was just it was never satisfied it was like
0: but nor would they show up for us
3: yeah so or like was,
0: if you couldn't make it to one thing it was absolutely the end of the world but you've gone to nine out of ten
3: yes yes and and you know and I think that's the thing is that those people for sure and I think all of them are kind of in the same sort of circle of like they realize that they know either a they could no longer get what they needed out of us or b we no longer follow the same path that they were following
2: or fed into the ego
3: or fed into the ego anymore you know like it's like all these things weren't adding up for them and so we got you know it was some of them were very direct in their cut off <laughs> and others were indirect in their cut off you know that we just just ended up not seeing them ever again mm-hmm. and and I think the most stark one was the one that we obviously all dealt with together but it was it was interesting because it just things weren't clicking (laughs) like it just wasn't clicking it wasn't making sense it wasn't adding up it wasn't it was like
0: putting like a round peg in a square hole
3: yes and I think that this individual was going through some sort of mental something whether it was a, a deep deep sense of insecurity a deep deep sense of whatever I don't know like she tried to hide it behind we like we had one night where we were all together and i don't i don't remember if we were drunk or not um but we were just all together and we were like talking about you know fantasy fantasy lives, fantasy lives of the future and so me and damel were for sure like we're like we're falling into the like if we could be a housewife absolutely i would be a housewife like there's no... I don't see an issue with that. And,
2: and it was late at night and we were drunk and it was fucking bullshit shenanigans. Like... yeah, You would expect like, your friends to know who you are enough to be like, oh, this is fun. You know? Versus like, Emma. oh, she's re- she's being fucking real. Like, you know what I mean? That's... It, it doesn't make any sense. No, but even... I remember in the
3: conversation, we were even like... We were restating stating that. We're like, oh, we know that we're all very independent people we know that we're gonna get our own shit done blah blah but again we were talking about fantasy we're talking about absolutely if i were to fantasize about what i would like in the future who wants to work i don't want to work do i want to be taken care of of course if i could have someone just take care of me and me live the lifestyle that i deserve and want and am willing to have then fuck it i want it too so And then that, for some reason, pushed this person over the edge. And then they, like, sent us this long-ass message. You, to
0: clarify, you and Demel.
3: Yes, they sent myself and Demel this long-ass message being like, oh, I can't see how someone would, blah, 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 would want to be like that. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I think our friendship really isn't, da, 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 da. And, you know, and I wasn't going to stay quiet. Because <laughs> Demel, for sure, had her reaction to it, which is more like, oh, ignore it, kind of just push forward, because they were, like, closer, so, like, it didn't really make sense why they weren't friends. Right. Um, so Demel kind of put it no mind, and when she tried to apologize, she kind of, like, you know, Demel kind of accepted it at the time. I, on the other hand, I never cared for her that much.
2: I did not accept I- it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say my saddest story. I did not, I did not accept it. <laughs>
3: um, but I was just like, are you tolerate this?" There was something where it was like, she apologized and we we're like, okay, cool. You apologized.
2: No, because um, was, I was over. I'll let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But... Yeah. Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. <laughs> I did have a conversation. I just, I was over it. So.
3: That's yeah, it yeah. Was. So I was just like, I gave my, I gave my full force. I was like, I never really cared for you. You're a very inconsiderate bitch and you're a low life. And like, I just, I kind of went in. I went in in a way that I, because I just had all this like pent up energy because she always felt like I was talking behind her back or I was laughing at her or I was like something like she never really in our friendship she never really gave me the full trust of anything and it was mostly because I just had like a really strong friendship with other people and I never really had that strength with her and so like if we were left in the room together it was like okay like we're gonna talk because we're like cordial but like we don't really have much to say to each other which is always really (laughs) awkward but it just it was very it wasn't cute to say the least so I just I gave in I was like I'm I'm I have no I have no feelings towards you and I never really considered you a friend so like I I'm just gonna speak my truth and just say how I feel about the situation Mm -hmm. and how I feel about you and how I feel like you're fake and you're disrespectful and you're annoying and you're ugly and your work sucks and I don't like you and fuck you and I just told her all of it and then even after that me, Trenir, and her work together and it was even a problem at work and like I think that myself and Trenir like moved forward from it and didn't really think about it but well she, that's just because
0: like work like we don't bring that shit to work no um, we're like we're professionals
3: about it <sighs> but so she like the poor dog in the background he looks so sad walking by he's like I stink <laughs> <laughs> um but she felt some type of way and then she had like a personal meeting <laughs> with me and Trini. <laughs> In the room that we were working I wonder, I think the might have been there too.
0: No, she wasn't. It was just us. Okay. I, was the, I
2: was in the I was in the initial one where we were there in private.
3: Yeah, yeah. So me and Trineer go up there and she's like, she's like, oh, I just feel like you guys are talking about me. You look at me and then my- laugh. Like-
0: and we're just doing the job. We're not thinking about you like that. No.
3: And then she kind of be
0: like mean, but to like. I, we're just not bringing that shit into work. No, of course
3: not. And it was just like she was just like, oh, I just feel like, I just feel like, y'all are focusing on this too much. Like, she was trying to give that we were like heartbroken and devastated, and I popped off. I was like, no one is thinking about you. And I just, I gave her what she wanted to have. Like, I just, I just gave it to her. I was like there's no there's no need to be cordial or pc or anything anymore in this situation like you're a fucking cunt and that's what it is
0: but i think for me with that person so we're just we're talking about this one ex we all share the same ex
2: yeah this is the Um, one instance we would only share one X. so unfortunately the wound wound, I wouldn't say it's still fresh but it's visible bitch
0: yes it keloided so we're reminded all the time (laughs) but I think for me I think because I really truly thought this person was a friend high key there's no low key high key Cause I did have a good time with them. Um, but I think what, it got tricky for me towards uh, like around that that time because I ignored a red flag, you know? Cause I've always been kind of like a tomboy. So the other peers on our floor Um, like our majors for me and this individual, like I was chill with them. And so I remember seeing this new guy come in and I was like, oh my gosh, like he's so cute. And so, you know, like I would talk to them, but then come to find out that this particular friend (laughs) knew that I liked this individual and still tried to pursue him but even tried to pursue when he said i have a long-term girlfriend Mm -hmm. and i was just like what like that that really upset me because i was like oh no like what (laughs) like i told you but then you're still trying to pursue them um and so since then, it was, like, kind of rocky, but, like, I still forgave her. It was like, oh, it's whatever. He has a girlfriend, so you're not going to get him either. <laughs> so it's <was> whatever, <laughs> fuck it. Um, but I think once, once she sent the message to the both of you, it was more of, like, oh, well, she's keeping me. And so now I'm just trying to navigate the two relationships and making sure, like, I don't slip up and say anything to her. Or, you know, vice versa, because you're like, oh, don't tell so-and-so um, about this. And it was just that sort of, you know, I that's how the relationships were becoming. But at the end of the day, I was going to stick with the both of you just because it just started to get, it started to feel like too much work. And I didn't really feel as though the connection was strong anymore and so I had to break off the friendship with her
3: but I mean and I also have other friends who were friends with her too who like I made friends after college and they all hate that bitch collectively the bitches hated because she is equally the thing, same thing that she did to us and the same way that she would act with us she would also act with other people as well. So it's not just, it's not like, oh, this is, like, one person that, like, we feel like, oh, we are emotionally hurt by her, and she hurt us like, no, this person's just a shitty fucking person.
2: You know what I will say about it is, man, thanks, drama, girl, I, I'll give you props on the drama, the conflama. um I've watched novela since I was little and this felt like a novela so I'll give you that that was pretty nice I will I will I will not call I don't I would never call this person names I just feel like your insecurities your mindset maybe the overthinking fucked you out of having a lot of very good loyal friends and that is very unfortunate because at the end of the day even though us three were very close we're also very different people and you couldn't get along with with Mm -hmm. one you couldn't you couldn't figure out how to have a long-term friendship with one of us
0: because you were even talking shit about your long-term childhood friend with us you it it was it was shocking to me and the fact that
2: the hypocrisy came through because when I, when I, when we say it was night and day, it was night and day. I mean, this happened at night and the next minute <laughs> during the day, we got a message. I'm not talking about like a hypothetical night and day. It was night and day. And for somebody to, I don't I do not even, at this point, I think it was a pretend situation for you to pretend to be friends with someone. Like I was your party friend, but drunk words speak truthful, truthful thoughts. thoughts. hmm So when we were friends, you would say these things and we'd help each other. We were long-term friends. And yes, I saw some red flags, but they were never like, oh, you know, she's going through something. It was never that thing, but just that you can't switch. You can't like the friends that I have, very few friends. I'm friendly with everybody, but the people I call friends are very few and far in between. So I, you know, at this point, had that situation not happened, we could have still been very good friends. And so it just, it's in a way it's harmful because from night and day, you took a, 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 a relationship and a connection that I thought was solidified and fucking gold. And with just a few words showed me that I was mistaken and that's why I wasn't okay with it but I didn't deal with it. Oh, you sent me that I'm done. Like you want the drama. I'm not going to give you the drama because to me, a friendship is almost like a, a, a chosen family situation where if you treat me a certain way for, for some God given reason, you're automatically my enemy in a relationship, whatever boys come and go girls come and go in a family we're meant to be together but to be honest with you if i need to cut you off i'll cut you off we'll i'll see you in the next life in a friendship we we tell each other even in our friendship we tell each other shit we wouldn't tell anybody else not even our partners Mm -hmm. not even our family members and that's the type of relationship we had with her and for that to change over like again from night to day from day to night, whatever the saying is, but it was from night to day for that to change. There's something in the back of your brain. It was like, they never saw you as a friend. Mm -hmm. This is a snake in the grass that you didn't cut. So I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to argue with you. And and then years later for that certain person to try and come back into our lives is like, come on, dude, it ain't going to work. You already showed me your true colors i i yeah. i know that people change and grow up but this felt very malicious and i just the devil is a lie
3: because it was weird it was very fucking weird it was
2: very weird it was very off-putting i don't wish that on anybody it's like i don't but know also
0: how long were you harboring all that where you didn't have the energy exactly. to want to talk to y'all
2: Exactly. And this is the type Girl, of friend I'm that yeah. And this is the type of friend, like you know, you have friends where you vent to them about your other friends who may or may not be close. Like this is this is that person, right? And then for them to be like out of out of nowhere, oh yeah, as a matter of fact, I think you're a bullshit person. I'm sorry, I think
0: you're a bullshit person <laughs> at this point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what
0: the fuck? <what>? <laughs> then she sent the um during Christmas time or New Year, she sent us all the same message, but switched our names. <laughs> and with thought and just wish that we had a good holiday. But I ended up seeing her in person at the MFA. I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, I see her. Like, what do I say? What do I do? But I was like, no, like, I'm just going to be cordial. So I didn't ignore her. I went up to her and said, hey, like it was kind of awkward because it's kind of like, what do you say? But I don't know, I'm just, I'm the type of person that unfortunately, I will go back to someone that does me wrong (laughs) and I'll pretend like it never happened, which is a red flag for me. (laughs) That's my red flag. I'm a beaming red flag of going back to the people that hurt me. And so, all right, so to end this one off, are you still in connection with this individual? So that can mean like, oh, you still talk to them or maybe, or just your ex-friends. So do you still follow them on social media? Do you talk to them, comment on their photos, whatever? No, I, mean, I, don't, again, I, I don't
2: keep connection with snakes in the grass. I- don't even i i snoop on my ex's pages i don't snoop on my ex friends pages
0: because
3: no not at all Be-
2: best of luck to you sis but don't mm-hmm. care
3: in the same way that i block like i instantly block people after i stop dating them it's the same thing with friendships i instantly block them right after too and as the most said i just i don't when it comes to leaving a friend that is exactly the thing like I it is over like you don't exist to me anymore like the world has disintegrated around you and you are now just a black hole trying to suck all the joy out of everything so you no longer exist to me and I think like there's moments where it's like somebody else will post them or someone or like but I don't know it was like you know I do I do an Instagram cleaning now because I'm like like if i'm not either genuinely friends with them or i no longer have connection with them then it's like gone so i'm like after maybe after 2 years of leaving undergrad after cleaning all my instagram i no longer saw any of them like i no i no longer saw the people associated with them I no longer saw people in their circle because I wasn't friends with them. I'm like, if you're still friends with them, then why am I friends with you then? You know, like, I only want to be associated with people who I like and with people who are also going to see the bullshit around us. So I'm like, I don't... Yeah, there's nothing. There is gone. The plate is erased. It no longer exists. And we're pushing forward.
0: I still keep in contact.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> but I
0: don't think... So with With her specifically no 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 Uh. I'm just saying in general so in general I keep in contact with most of them but I wouldn't say it's like oh we're having in-depth conversations like I'll see like a post and I'll comment or I'll see something on their story and I make a comment or like like a post but for yeah for that specific friend they're on my LinkedIn so (laughs) and uh, i've been kind of slacking on my linkedin and i kind of don't give a fuck it's whatever um but they <laughs> but they snooped on my linkedin one day so i went back to theirs <laughs> so like i do i feel like i do check-in sometimes so i'm like oh you because know, they were my friend at one point <laughs> and so i'll just be like let me see what they're up to and it's not even anything spiteful it's not anything where it's like you know fuck you bitch I'm doing better than you or maybe they're doing better than me I just really am curious like how's it going because at one point we built a relationship
2: yeah no but thinking about exes is like you spend time enough with them that you care in some way or another whether you hate them or not you care in some way or another how their life's going and Mm -hmm. so i get it i get it i get checking in on specifically on a friend because it's like all right i mean you know shit about me and and things like that like we shared love at some point so don't blame me for that Mm -hmm. i'm still
3: i'm on fuck you bitch i hope you die get hit by a bus i'm on that i don't care
2: no i'm on some (laughs) way (laughs)
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) i do because again it hurts them i think friendship ones hurt the most like it's like how do you dedicate time energy and emotional love and support and then they come and throw it at your fucking face nah bitch nah i hope everything around you burns and i hope that you never have success and i hope that every ass that you lick tastes like shit and every dick that you suck tastes like dick cheese i (laughs) hate the bitch. (laughs) Anyways, moving forward.
0: FTB, that's what it is. Best of luck to you, sis. You know you are.
2: If you listen to our podcast, best of luck to you.
0: Yeah, (laughs) wonders you do. No
2: hard feelings. No hard feelings. But I mean, from Noel, yes, but no hard (laughs) feelings. Just honestly,
0: me either. I saw your LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) So let's move on to work. Cause work? On, we work, 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 work yes because you know sometimes we have our exes our work yes like do you have that one job that or i guess you know you combine them again so like overall how have your relationships been with work
2: spill the tea says give us your worst job
0: oh worst job americorps never do it oh my god (laughs) okay so i think so i did americorps in this one particular state and city in
3: providence rhode island
0: (laughs) stop (laughs) but i did i did it at a museum Uh, that's gonna give it away Uh, at a kids museum Mm -hmm. (laughs) And- children's music. <laughs> so well, right. Let me give you some more details. <laughs> on exactly. No, you just said exactly. a kids <laughs> man. What
3: do
0: you want? Well, we'll let them figure it out. But anyways, so <laughs> I didn't necessarily care for the job because I hate the aspect of what AmeriCorps is. Granted, I didn't really know what it was. I was just like, they're hiring me, I'm gonna just do it. Then I get 5K at the end, boom. Um, but AmeriCorps is a program that's that serves quote unquote underprivileged communities. That's how they label it. But they want you to be able to feel what it's like to be in the community that you're serving. So they pretty much give you under minimum wage and you have to survive off that. So then you know what it's like to be in your community. Now, okay, cool, I guess. But the thing with that is, where a lot of the folks that do do it, they're coming from privileged backgrounds already, you know, myself included. but then you're able to quickly get out of that. You know what I mean? It's not really a sustainable practice, but also you don't, you don't put someone, you don't put someone else's shoes on to understand the other person necessarily, especially when that, when you can just go back to putting on your Louis Vuitton. Mm. You know what I mean? So quickly, it's like, okay, I finished this, I did, you know, essentially community service, and now I'm going back to, you know, what I want to do, and so I really don't like AmeriCorps or Teach for America. It's pretty much the same thing. City year, it's all the same thing. It's in that same umbrella, Um, but of course, do you learn lessons? Absolutely, like there were aspects of the job where I did absolutely love, like some of the people that I got to know, I absolutely liked, Working with younger kids, I don't like it. But there were some kids that I thought were so cute, like the little babies. Um, but they got on my nerves. Same with <laughs> like late elementary school. They're very cute. But they also got on my nerves, too. I had more fun at the um, Boys and Girls Club than Head Start. Um, but they do love you at Head Start. I think that's, <laughs> that's what I really enjoy but overall it's just all this work all this labor for no pay like that's the thing that got me i hated it so much and it almost felt like i was disposable which of course you're like that in any job that you that you take but with that it just it really it i didn't care for how they disposed of me And the language that they used was militant too. They were like, "Oh, you're, you're serving, you're shoot." I wish I, I wish I remembered exactly what they they said, but they would use even words like "deploy." Like, "Oh, Martin Luther King Day, we're gonna deploy volunteers to serve the community." I'm like. What the fuck? This is not the military, and to have that. you use that same language—I know probably veterans and people in the military would be so upset. We're not risking our lives. Well, right. mentally, yes, but I mean, mentally. <laughs> right. mentally we are.
3: But- and financially, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs>
0: financially, yes. Girl, what you mean? I was a militant. Oh yes, but that's—I didn't really care for it at the end of the day. But there were really good moments that help shape how I view teaching education and programming.
3: I mean I'm the opposite. I'ma call them out. Fuck City Year Providence. Fuck City Year Providence. I truly I cannot believe that we signed up for oh we were desperate clearly <laughs> because we signed up for a program that said hey we want you to feel poor because you are around poor people. So we're going to make you poor, even though you have been living poor all your life. You are these people. The community that you're serving is the community that you grew up in. Literally, for me, my community was the community that I grew up in. Like it You is knew awesome. some
0: of the, the kids and their families.
3: Absolutely. And it was mind-boggling to me how violent and how abusive those organizations are it's like, like you're literally running on like no sleep because you're there for 40 plus hours if they ask you for more time you're getting more time then you have to do fucking meetings together activities together dah, 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 together it's like you literally are you're a slave like you're literally low a slave you're low indentured like, servant An indentured servant, a fucking Stepford wife. It just felt so. Oh my God! There's something particularly about industries that work with education that I will always say is violent because education is violent within itself. Yes. Like (laughs) even as I loved, I loved, loved being a professor. I loved my students. I loved educating my students. I love coming to class every single day, even if I was exhausted after doing my own work. Like I loved going to all of, I loved being in my class. I hated every single aspect of administration.
0: Yes. I
3: hated being in a room with a whole bunch of adjunct professors because they clearly can't afford to hire a a solid professor. I hated being in a room with a whole bunch of adjunct professors and hearing these white bitches, because again, most of them are again violent. Most of them are white. Hearing them complain about the comfort of students. Oh, I don't think we should have a couch in the in the in the in the in the classroom area because it takes up too much space. Uh, we don't, and, and the kids become too comfortable, and it becomes a hot spot, and everybody wants to sit in that area. And I'm trying to like practice on that. Da, da, da. No one gives a fuck about your shit, girl. This is the institutions are for the people who are paying for it. It's not for you who is working for it. Or hearing hearing blatantly raises things like, Oh, I don't want to put the time and energy into translating things for the international students. I don't feel comfortable talking to them. I don't really feel comfortable having them in my classroom because they don't really communicate. Wow. <laughs> yes, literally, literally saying shit like that. And I'm like and, and it's kind of mind-boggling because you're like, I'm the only person of color in in the like working department. And all these like people here, and I'm just looking at the head of my department and waiting and hoping that she says something, like hoping that I think they go by they now, hoping that they say something and hoping that they like actually put action like to like contradict what they were saying or to like call them out or something. And none of that ever happened. And so I, again, I think that most educational systems are violent. Like it's just, it's not centering the people who they're trying to serve. But again, city year Providence, I hope you burn in hell. I hope you burn <laughs> in hell. I hope every single aspect of that organization falls apart. And I know it's going to live forever. I know it's going to live forever because- what Not are, in this economy. I, but that's the problem is I think it will live forever because of this economy. It's like what, what fucking? what company wouldn't love to like to to pay hundreds of people of young people almost five to set five to four dollars an hour for their time and labor, give them food stamps and basic health insurance and call it a day. Who wouldn't love to do that? Who wouldn't love? to take up gullible students who like blah 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 you know like it is just I again I think about the time of me asking literally fully fully sick fully ill I had this like pus sack in the back of my body
0: and I, <laughs> and I was like, anus.
3: <laughs> in my butt and it was a it was a cyst. Penom- I forgot what it's called polinomial um, oh, my- Polynomial. polynomial
0: it's polynomial. math <laughs> <laughs> polynomial.
3: <laughs> but I remember having that sis and I remember being like hey like it is going to leak and pop while I'm at it was a camping event it was like a, a community builder thing and I was like hey like I literally am leaking while I'm here because it's finally like draining itself I literally am uncomfortable I would like to go home and I remember them being like, if you go home, you're fired. Like we can't give you, you no longer work for us and you can't get the you can't get the reward. They're like five thousand dollars to your to your student loans at the end of it. And I was like, This is fucking wild. Like this is legit wild. Like this wouldn't be acceptable in any the other workspace. Like and it was like fully guy. like it was it was blood and pusks and it was, it was it was, it was it was, it was gross, and I was, like, I had to go to the bathroom and, like, push the, my back to the sink so that to try to, like, get some of it out so that it wasn't, like, heavily leaking. And then, like, it made a whole puddle. It was disgusting. Oh, it, was, it was absolutely disgusting. And there were other people who were sicker than I was at the... Because, again, it's, like, how you, you're overworking... My, my young 20 something year old body <laughs> you're over, you're literally working me 60 plus hours a week and I don't even have enough food in my house to sustain me like how am I how are you expecting me to, to be human like it just it just didn't make sense
0: yeah I ended up getting mono my first your- year yes oh my, my-, oh, oh, my, my first world. week I didn't even start yeah I just got mono i remember that what about you Damil?
2: i would say <laughs> the worst job i because i've had some bad jobs not that i've had many because i stayed stayed same as relationships i stay way too long in jobs i don't want to be in but worst job i ever had was probably the ra job in college
3: oh my god why did why all the worst jobs i had with I know.
2: <laughs> because if there was this sense like oh this is gonna be good my friends are here we're gonna get to do all the school stuff all the stuff um oh we're gonna get compensation we're gonna get tuition yeah. help all that stuff and then you enter the job where fully the description of the job is to help students in college throughout their transitioning into from high school to college and helping them through the life cycle of college, all the while being a college student yourself. Yeah. And then they were, they would be reprimanding you for stuff that you'd be going through that they'd be helping other college students that weren't RAs in. Do you know what I mean? They would be providing a environment where you would basically have to be your first, your your first responder. Mm-hmm. And so, it's baffling to me that a system that basically makes you go through numerous amounts of training to help you um, counteract these situationships would not do the same thing for you because you were hired to be this supernatural student in this school (laughs) who even if you went through the same things, you know how to deal with it quietly, silently and still show up for the 10 plus trainings they scheduled you for in between of finals, in between of all the projects you have to do, in between of all the homework you had to do. And you had to be okay with it because if you weren't (laughs) okay with it, Bye-bye tuition, like that made no sense to me. So I would say, I mean, there's plenty of bad jobs. Like you could go through life going through bad jobs and things like that, and you're most likely going to until you find the place you wanna be at. But that was the one job where I was just, again, baffled that, they could, that employers can treat people like that and then be like, oh no, you're the bad guy because you didn't do your job correctly what um, what What? that makes no sense and it was a
3: job that we were never like we weren't getting paid enough like it would, it just i just i don't <laughs> i don't get i don't get working for places that don't want to pay your worth or pay your time mm-hmm. because you're young because you're like it's like then why am I going through all this training why am I doing all of this like extracurricular fucking work like why am I doing all of this for you to uh, I thought the point of this is that you're supposed to trust me
2: like are you going to trust me or not like <laughs> I'm lost like I don't get it my favorite my favorite story to tell about the RA job and the stupidity of being an RA in the school that we went to was when we had spoken up about So BLM wasn't a thing when we were going to college. It became super popular years after, which is we talk about it endlessly, about how we were there before the hype was on the internet and nobody gave a shit. And so when we started to complain about how all these trainings were about situations that kids might be going through well, you can't say kids, right? That students might be going through college, but none of them included BLM issues or POC issues because our school is 99% white, even though we were in this city that involves so many different races and, and backgrounds and things like that. We had spoken up about it and they're like, we hear you, here's our solution, you take care of it. And so we had to do a whole program, a whole like demonstration just complete. And I, and to this day, I seemingly think they made us do that to prove the point that our argument wasn't valid with them because they gave us no help, no funding, no like support from management. They were like, uh, they gave us a date and a time to be at. And they were like, bring what you have. And so we did. And of course, cause there was no backing it up. There was no funding. Some of the other RAs that we were dealing with didn't understand it at all. Some of them did, which I praise. Thank you for doing your research. But some of them were like, we don't get it. And I was like, you don't get it because it's out of the blue. And they also made us do it ourselves in the middle of finals. So sorry, it wasn't executed correctly. Apparently they wanted us to fail. So Mm -hmm. I, I would say that would be the worst I ended up quitting because I was threatened Mm -hmm. basically Uh, I wanted to during my vacation have a vacation and because it was in the middle of like the day after people were moving in and I had to be on campus they were like it's either your job or this vacation you want to take and I was like I was like you know what fuck it I've been doing it for two years you can't give me my spotlight I'll take my vacation instead. I'm still paying for that vacation at this point but it was it was well warranted because if you see the RAs that made it through senior year being an RA they were destroyed. They were destroyed. Yes. They were in pieces by the end of the year. Some of them you didn't have... even graduate to be honest. They had to take another semester. Really? Yeah. Ooh. It's really mm-hmm. weird this is one
3: girl. <laughs> One girl. <laughs> oh, I know. it's just one girl. who your name is, is a flower.
0: Oh, I knew you were gonna say that.
3: <laughs> and it, I, I there, there's this interesting line, and I and there and I understand it to some extent. I don't understand it other ways. I get survival. I understand survival for sure, and I understand it in a way that, like, yes you know like we have to do things that we don't like doing because we have to do them you know because we have to make money we have to live we have to eat (sighs) right needs to be paid this one individual she I have never met or seen anyone so dedicated to an institution that took all her money I have never (laughs) met anyone I have never met anyone so dedicated and because I, I had a conversation with her like maybe a couple months ago or like, you know, a while ago. And I was talking about, you know, that we, we had to do this like reunion at our alma Water. And I was one of the speakers and <laughs> because one of, my, one of my favorite people asked me to, to help out. So I was like, okay, cool, I'll do it. And so I remember her being like, oh yeah, like, you know, like when I was there at the school, like I was so blind by all the things that were happening. Like I, you know, I wasn't really like, I just didn't realize what you what you guys were doing was so revolutionary at this institution. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, and then when I asked her where is she working at, she's still working at the institution <laughs> as someone who's supposed to be preppy, cheery, and happy and like recruiting new people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, girl, either A, you don't give a fuck about anyone but yourself. Or be you're low key like a white supremacist. Like somewhere in you it's a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, her man is white, so you know there's always a that's the you know so you gotta you gotta double check those people. And so I'm just like there are you know, like I just I I don't get it. I don't I don't ever understand those people who pick me, that's the word. She is a pick me, she's a pick me for that institution, and she really believes in, and 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 She's hope. being slutted
0: out by the alma mater.
2: Period. <laughs> also, good luck to you. I, she is one of the many people that always shocks and amazes me is POC that doesn't rep POC until it's um beneficial to them. So I know But isn't
0: she come like a is she from an international background? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like their relationship to that is also different too. I agree, well,
3: she, but she this... is international, but she would she lived here for a very long time.
0: Yeah, oh, so so does she know? <laughs> and th-
2: there was also like instances where we'd be doing something that was for POC immigrants and all that stuff, and then she would be so over emotional that it would take away from the actual work, and so then. Because the higher, higher ups liked her so much for being a pick me that they would then deem whatever we were doing as irresponsible or like too emotional because they would see this person Mm -hmm. crying about it. Like, I remember the assembly that we had about the unfairness some of the students were having. Oh, yes, I remember her crying. And the crying was basically... In between of it all, the speech of basically being like, I didn't understand, I didn't realize, da-da-da-da, and crying, all the while, we're like, why are you crying in this moment? You're supposed to be helpful, and now you're crying because you don't feel like you've done enough when you've done nothing. So it doesn't make any goddamn sense.
3: She said it was time to center her,
2: and she was going to be centered. Well... I hope it worked out. I hope they're happy too. But
0: also, too, she was the type that kind of scared me because she would do so much for the institution while doing her work, but she still kept a smiling face. At least when I saw her. And I'm like, girl, you're gonna implode and it's gonna be ugly, right? Oh, sociopath. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, low uh, sociopath. I'm sorry, uh,
0: sociopathic. Yeah, you haven't even been hitting the shade button, Demele.
2: I, I stopped <laughs> hitting the shade button because
3: <laughs> because there was too much. It was
2: too much. <laughs> I'd be hitting the shade button every single it, every time. time broken. It's
0: broken. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Are we still checking in and keeping up with these exes? Hell, fucking no. Actually, I do.
3: Damn, <laughs> <laughs> that one was foul.
2: Yes, you're not checking up on the exes. Yes, we're all checking up on. Well,
0: no, I not am, maybe no. not the
2: friendship exes, but with the family or the job. Whoa, I did check up on the job exes once in a while just to see like who fell for the trap you know what I mean well,
0: well we are winding down right yep. coming to the end of the X factor lesson <sighs> <laughs> so I think my final statement um, for this episode it has nothing to do with X's. It has everything to do with the incident that happened today with me and the person working on my exhaust fan. So, never mind who you thought I was, but it makes me feel so happy when you feel as though I don't deserve to be in the same space as you. It makes me want to stay here more. And I will show up in this hallway every single fucking day. Every single hour, I will camp out in front of your fucking door and say, hello. <laughs> I will give you the utmost respect and kindness because I'm not a malicious person unless you push me. But Ooh. just to know that my presence upsets you, thank you. <laughs> That's my quote. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
2: That'll be my closing <laughs> statement to all the exes out there. Thank you. Because what you did, because yeah. there's many lessons you're going to learn, but the hardest lesson you're going to learn is when you realize there are evil. There is evil in this world. There is people that can't be remedied. There are situationships that can't be remedied. For God's sakes, work job and and work descriptions that can't be remedied. So thank you for teaching me that because now I'm a better person.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you for teaching us how to be better exes. Get
3: hit by balls, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Get hit by a fucking bus. I hate all of you.
0: All right, y'all. Well, this was another episode of Can I Help You? Mm -hmm. We will see. Well, we won't really see you, but you'll hear from us soon. Have a lovely day, a lovely evening, a lovely week. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.